You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've not learned music. It's R A D S A. Just the good stuff, baby. <laughs> a whole episode on honking on Bobo. Guest <laughs> guest host Colby Higgins. We all hey. just talk about Aerosmith's honking on Bobo. I remember going to the store to get that album when it came out in 2004. <laughs> is that when it came out? Yeah. It is. Oh, I don't even know any songs no. on that album. It's, it took it took Aerosmith three years to process 9-11, and they put out Honkin' on Bobo. <laughs> They've been honking for that long. Yeah, does it just, have I Don't Want to Miss a Thing on it? <laughs> Damn. Does it, have, does it have what? I said, I, I guess it doesn't have a Don't Want to Miss a Thing on it, because that was 1999. No, Honkin' on Bobo is their blues album. <laughs> yeah, it's got a it's got a harmonica on the cover. That's Bobo. Oh. <laughs> well, consider the time that it came out. I think it was really kind of an allegory. Honkin' meant the war in Afghanistan, and Bobo meant their oil reserves. <laughs> they also released a uh, a very <laughs> a very erotic album called Honkin' Off Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> that one got taken off the shelves once the. Uh, I guess no, it's Bozo the Clown, but yeah, hon- honking off Bozo. <laughs> What's the name of the episode, folks? <laughs> the word honking works so well there. <laughs> I think most podcasts should be called honking. <laughs> next time I'm no, I'm not saying. I'm say next time Yo, you, have, you, you have to. <laughs> Next time anybody reaches out and say, hey, Tyler, what you up to? I'm just going to say, honking. <laughs> Nothing else. Honkin'. Catch us this Labor Day. In there. <laughs> Catch us this Labor Day at Dragon Con. We'll be honking off radish. <laughs> Name of the show. We should have called the panel that. <laughs> oh. Welcome, everyone, to Radish <laughs> episode 191, uh, Honkin' Off Bobo. I'm Will, <laughs> and this week I'm Bobo. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone, it's it's me. Uh, we're still keeping it February from up there. It's Sean Cord. Hmm. It's, 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 That's it's, fr- it's 191, <laughs> and Sean was ready for it. I on, had it prepared. On the 24th of the month. <laughs> I don't have another week of this, so I had nope. the last one prepared. Well, there's no other, not another week of February, so you're great. Exactly. Yeah, you picked the. Yeah, you should have picked like an al- a band with one album, like Minor Threat for February. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Uh, and I I'm threatened by minors. That's <laughs> all of us. Yeah, really. Twitter. Uh, and I'm Putin's mother. <laughs> if only. No. <laughs> I watched the first half of that poem. How, <laughs> Don't call it a poem. How do you wake up and see the news? Like, <laughs> there was got me. Was the Shell Silverstein ass rhyme scheme? <laughs> I don't think in the past twenty two years anyone has acted with that amount of sincerity in such a condensed amount of time. It is truly <laughs> a feat. Like, there was no self-awareness. You know she tore up a Denny's after hairspray. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. 100%. Gal Gadot just had a sigh of relief. She's freed from her help now. Or she just, you know, put her vest on, just got got ready to go to town because she's being one up, and we're going to get Imagine 2. Oh, yeah. To Imagine. (laughs) There's enough relief. To feel denial. <laughs> to feel denial. <laughs> to feel de- the Black Sea. I don't know what borders Ukraine. I think that's right. Dear listener, we're going to do things <laughs> a little differently this week. Uh, I'm leaving. Uh, we're, we're a startup. <laughs> we find out. <laughs> um, we're all naked. Um <laughs> <laughs> Rod's over here naked, honking, you know. Honking. <laughs> Better than this, guys being dudes. Uh, guys honking try- off. Nope, never mind. Keep going. Nope, nope. Honking off bozos. Um, honking off bozos is such a good name for a ska band. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
We're going to do one long show and tell this week with kind of whoever has the keys. It's me this week. Um, and then we're going to, you know, maybe throw in some recommendations, you know, the usual good stuff we've been known to bring you uh, on top of that, but a little more compressed, a little more show and tell, a little more edutainment for viewers like you. Thank you. Um, but one thing we're not changing is the good news. And boy, we have some this week. Uh, this first one, t- Tyler found it. Uh, <laughs> would you, would you would regale s- us yeah. with this yarn? I would say this found me. Um, <laughs> so U.S. U.S. Senate candidate a- Abby Broyles um, from Oklahoma City uh, had an unfortunate incident with some middle schoolers this uh, this past <laughs> week. <laughs> um, she, I guess, a, a good friend of hers invited her over and her daughter. Uh, actually, does she have a daughter? That's not confirmed in the story. I think she, she just <gasps> she just went to her friend's house who has a daughter. Uh, and her daughter's friends also came over to the house and had one big sleepover. Um, Never a good thing. No, no. Combine uh, your sleepovers if Arthur <laughs> has taught me anything. <laughs> uh, so I guess the uh, Abby uh, candidate Broyles asked for a sleeping pill and decided to also drink wine on top of that. Rookie mistake, am I right? Uh, Ugh, she got Samantha. She got incredibly sick. And accosted these poor middle schoolers and threw up in a hamper. And she's got my vote. If I was in Oklahoma City, I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, been there. This is a, this is the most relatable candidate. But, um, the party. Yeah, when I was reading through this article, I was like, I was waiting for the point where it said that this happened when Abby was in middle school. But no, this happened literally this past week. So... <laughs> just... I don't think the sleeping pill. I think the sleeping pill took the fall here. I don't know. Sleeping pill can is a very vague term as well. I think it that, that can mean anything that can make you sleepy, including a Xanax. And if you mix Xanax with wine, you're gonna throw up in a hamper. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna throw up in a hamper. Um, oh but. God! <laughs> Instead of helping me sleep, I hallucinated. Broyles told the station in a televised interview. And I don't remember anything until I woke up or came to and I was throwing up in a hamper. This happens at a lot of sleepovers. You got that one person who comes in and gets drunk way too early. And that was... Can't handle their Dr. Pepper. Can't handle their Dr. Pepper. Can't handle their benzodiazepines. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Accosts some middle school-aged children. Honks off Bobo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I am excited to see uh, Kirsten Cinema try and one up this in the, okay. the near future. <laughs> no one's inviting her to a sleepover. <laughs> She'll find a way. She, she's gonna like have her own. She's gonna like say it's like a meeting, and everyone shows up, and she's in pajamas or like whatever she wears normally. <laughs> <laughs> Already pre gamed. This is what I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could you could spin this to your favor. You could be like, I took a sleeping pill and had some wine and was thinking about all the wasted spending our government's doing in the military and just threw up in a hamper. <laughs> like and, this is yeah, and, and and also you can't confirm that these middle school children were not a part of Al Qaeda, right? <laughs> they they might have had it coming for all we know. Right. That's how they, that's how we beat Al Qaeda is we threw up in their hamper to sleep over. <laughs> you know, you know the middle schoolers nowadays they were. Trying to cancel me, and I took a stand against. She's a Democratic candidate. This is not the angle she would take, but I I stood up against Euphoria High School myself. <laughs> Vote for me. This was her own Euphoria. <laughs> Other news story we got comes from the Olympics, which are those still are those still going on? Are those over? No, they're, they're not. Good. How do we do? Uh, we Olympics. We came in uh, fifth, I think. Sixth Olympics results, uh, fourth. Uh, we okay. got the aluminum. Uh, <laughs> that's why it, it ended with s- such little fanfare. No, we got eight gold medals. Is that true? Just eight? Yeah. I mean, the winner got sixteen. In the next, Norway won. They got sixteen. Germany got twelve. China got nine. We got eight. Sweden got eight. Um, tying with Sweden. That's uh, that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, this is there. This is, Sweden is, should have been better than that. Unlike Finland, which I'm learning about is different from this article, um, Remy Lindholm is a is a skier from a cross country skier from Finland who uh, finished his race. It's a 20, 20 kilometer. Uh, it was 
uh, sorry, no, it was shortened by 20 kilometers. It was 50. I guess mm-hmm. they, it was too cold. There was frostbite. They cut 20 kilometers off it. Uh, so it's only 30. Um, he, he did it in an hour and 16 minutes with howling, freezing winds. And when it was over, he complained <laughs> that his penis was frostbitten. <laughs> he, or, or at least very, very, very cold. <laughs> well, everyone told him he should not have Donald ducked it for that whole race. <laughs> That's my question. Why didn't everyone's penis freeze? <laughs> what was he doing differently? Was it his stance? He's from Finland. He should be accustomed to this. Yeah. How, how different was it than Finland? <laughs> what happened, Remy? He didn't say much. He just said, you can guess which which part of my body was a little bit frozen when I finished the race. It was one of the worst competitions I've been in, just battling through it, he said. Why did he say, he said, you could guess. I I would guess maybe three or four different body parts before I got to penis. Honestly, that's, it seems to me, if that freezes up, goes numb, that's less of a distraction. I don't have to worry about chafing or anything. I can just keep going. (laughs) The less of my midsection I can feel, the faster I go. This is CNN used the word penis. He said you can guess, which means CNN might be taking a, a leap here. And he's <laughs> he's at home in Finland, and he's like, "Hey, I'm in, I'm in my pinkies. It was my belly button." <laughs> That's why you got to be specific with the news because they will tell the world your penis froze. <laughs> That's not how you spell finish. Hold on. Is it two ends? Yeah. Yeah. Napa. At least he finished the race. Um, He said, when the body parts started to warm up after the finish, the pain was unbearable. What a weird way to... When the body parts started to warm up. (laughs) Like he's heating it over a fire. Oh, Um, man. So the takeaway here is, if you're going to mix... Xanax and wine. Don't do it at the middle school sleepover. And if you're going to do a 30-kilometer cross-country skiing race in China, uh, two pairs of MeUndies. We were brought to you this week by MeUndies. <laughs> Hopefully, if my email went through. Um, uh, any, any good stuff this week? Kind of going through the agenda next. Anything anyone's checking out? Anything anyone's into? I'm stoked for Elden Ring. I yeah. will probably talk about it on the future show, but I can say that I think it's gotten enough praise that it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm. Uh, I don't much know like Sierra now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's Sekiro. <laughs> Sekiro, that's right. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm gonna uh, buy Elden Ring, but I can't wait to watch coverage of it and watch Vati Vidya's uh, further like lore dives into it on YouTube. Um, if you haven't, V A A T I V I D Y A Vati Vidya. He's this like very charming, smooth voice English guy. Who uh, just gets real deep into FromSoft games? Real cool. He's had his copy for a while. Yeah, they, they, he got his early copy because he's the go-to FromSoft guy, and <laughs> he was, said it's really good. I trust Vati. Yeah, I, I trust him too. Um, but personally, I, um, I have a TV show I might be bringing in a couple weeks, but I just want to give y'all the heads up now: Severance on Apple TV Plus, uh, which with Adam Scott, directed by Ben Stiller. It is a super cool, super interesting sci-fi work drama, maybe. Um, basically, it's about folks who uh, elect, they work at this pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company, maybe, and they elect to like have their memories severed so that when they get to work, they do not know about their outside lives and vice versa. So like oh. their their outies and innies is what they're called, and they're separated completely, and uh, things start to fall apart pretty quickly at the beginning of the show, and it's there's a heartless and a nobody. <laughs> it is a uh, fantastic so far. So uh, I'll be bringing a full review later on, but I'm just telling you now, you should give it a chance. Uh, anything else? Any, going once, going twice. Mm-mm. All right, <clears throat> it's time for the show and tell this week. Y'all about to get learned about a, a project that is so weird it can only be made by just one person. Uh, and now I will get into that uh, almost immediately. But everyone, I feel like everyone kind of has their like blue sky. If I had a billion dollars, here's the movie I'd make. Here's who I'd cast. Here's what the, the robots look like. Here's what the music would be. Isn't Megalopolis? On- what? Isn't, what? What is that? Uh, 
that um filmmaker is making mega megapolis megalopolis with like what? 100 million dollars of his own money what i've not heard of this what megalopolis Francis, Francis ford coppola oh is it oh okay so he did he he's alive yeah <laughs> someone's gotta make what? that wine I just, I just assumed he died. <laughs> he made the Godfather. <laughs> I'm sorry. Francis Ford Coppola and Zendaya are rumored for this movie. Yeah. Uh, and well, that's a good. I hope this movie's good. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Tyler's bringing Megalopolis when that comes out. <laughs> sorry. You, literally, your lead up was like, you know, one guy and he only created this himself. That was like all the news on film Twitter earlier this week. No, nah, this is a uh, Daisuke Ishiwatari. Oh, was, oh uh, of course. Much cooler name. Gear. <laughs> uh, which is actually Japanese for Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it is Megalopolis. Uh, so he was in vocational school, which is like tra- it's like trade school, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like a like not like degree, but it's like how to do your job. But it's it's like job training school. Exactly. I think. Okay. Cool. That's what I thought. Uh, he's in that. He's going to be a coder. He's going to go work for uh, some some video game company, whichever hires him, and he plans out this whole idea. Um, and he gets to Arc System Works, which I don't think had many hits at the time, in like 1996-ish. And he's like, I have this idea for a game. I want to make a game that's like Street Fighter 2. And Street Fighter 2 is a very popular video game. So the president was like, yeah, here's 12 people. Go make it. And he wasn't president? kidding. The president of, of the company, not not Mr. Not president Reagan, of making a video game. <laughs> 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 Mr. President. Uh, so in addition to... to directing this game uh he also wrote the entire story uh did some of the art he composed all of the music and he does the voices for the main characters holy shit Uh, truly was like all right i got my team i got 12 people and the game was guilty gear uh it came out for the playstation one uh you can actually you can play the original one on switch right now i think it's like ten dollars um if you want to check it out for whatever reason it's a pretty neat piece of history i guess it's not like compared to modern games not super great it definitely feels like a game from 1996 but it is pretty charming and it's got great characters and it's got good music and it really kicked off the, the guilty gear franchise which has become kind of a, a a cult classic in the fighting games um most fighting games have a very light story you know you get a lot of uh ryu and ken have to go to an island and fight in bison uh and guilty gear um, it started the, the first plot of Guilty Gear. The first plot point is that in the 22nd centuries, everyone's phones and computers start freaking out, and a god starts to manifest through them. So Ooh. the UN bans all technology. Hell yeah! <laughs> and we adopt magic instead of cell phones. Sick. <laughs> uh, and then what happens after that is basically a giant magic war. And then like there's different countries that are kind of analogs for the U.S. and China and India and Japan and there's different kinds of magic through the world, and because this game's Japanese developed, everyone from Japan has a special kind of magic that only they can use. Oh. And it's it's there's a, a YouTuber named Wooly Versus he used to be on a, a channel called Super Best Friends, I think. Uh, he was commissioned by Arxis to make a, a nine part series of Guilty Gear lore, and I'm not gonna recap all of it because it would take I think it's like a four hour series. But if you need something to watch, it's incredible and. <laughs> Every plot point, you're like, this is from a fighting game. This is from a game that was in an arcade, not something that... Um, yeah, the games do have stories. The stories in the games are basically just like... Either like dialogue in between fights, or the newer ones just have a movie that you just put on while you're not fighting, and you can watch it at your own pace. And like, <laughs> here's, here's why these people are fighting. Here's what they want. So it's not like a part of progression or anything like that? Nope. You get a cutscene, it's just... You can nope, just watch can. the whole movie and then be like, "All right, I get, I get it." I think one of the Guilty Gears you're supposed to play the whole game, which is like the prologue, and then you're supposed to watch the movie it comes with because that's like the Epilogue. the plot. Like you're supposed to like play the game to know like who they are, and then you're like, "All right, now that you've now that we've all squared up, here's the movie." It's it's there's lots of Guilty Gear uh, uh, guides to kind of how to absorb the story. Good lord, how many games have uh, there been? Uh, there's been about seven since oh. the 90s but it's a fighting game which means they had to replace arcade versions so there's a lot because there's like guilty gear accent core guilty gear accent core versus guilty gear accent core turbo because there was no like way to do dlc back then so they just had to replace uh, the whole cabinet yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 
So there's lots of variations, but there's about six or seven mainline titles. The newest one's called Strive. It's fantastic. I've talked about it a lot on the show before. Um, I highly recommend it. It's on all the modern consoles except for Switch. But Switch yeah. does have Switch does have the first one, and it has Accent Core, which is mm. a great one. Um, they're a lot of fun. Uh, kind of going back to the the guides on it, the, the best part about Guilty Gear to me is the Phantom. It is a completely... As far as I can tell, and I've interacted with it, a completely non-toxic phantom Whoa, of come of mo. I know it's hard to believe, but it's mostly fan artists. Uh, um, oh, nice! Street Fighter, you get like weird Street Fighter like fighting game dudes. Uh, same with like Mortal Kombat. Same with you know you get your esports guys. Guilty Gear, while still I guess technically being an esport, uh, is mostly just people who are like, man. I can't believe this is a game of the hottest guy ever fighting the hottest girl ever. I'm gonna drop him. <laughs> Um, I think part of it's because, like, like I said, the development is literally like OC. Do not steal. Like, here's my here's my characters that I made. Can I have a blank check? Um, and I think the kind of rounding it out, the characters. Dear Lord, uh, this game has uh, absolutely bonkers characters. The um, main character is named Saul, bad guy. Uh, nice. Great name. He's yeah, the good guy. Creative. He's the protagonist. Uh, it's actually a reference to the Freddie Mercury album, Mister Bad Guy, because. Uh-huh. Like JoJo, all of the characters in this game are based on uh, rock songs or like heavy thrash metal songs from the eighties. Oh, sick! Uh, yeah, Kai Kees, who's the kind of the secondary protagonist. His uh, finisher is called Ride the Lightning. Mm. Uh, there's a guy who has like a shadow monster that follows him named Eddie, like a yeah. What's it? Iron, uh, Iron Maiden, exactly. Yeah, if you like eighties metal, uh so does Dice Gate Eastwatari, which <laughs> if you listen to the soundtrack, you will know he likes eighties metal. <laughs> um let's see, what haven't I covered about Guilty Gear? Isn't the pose like that weird pose from this game? Yes. There's a character named Jacko who is one of the characters dead wife's resurrected as I don't think she has memory. It's a whole thing. It's, uh-huh. Just wait for it. But she does her her neutral stance is she puts her forearms on the ground and her butt above her head and just kind of hangs out there. Um, that's her neutral. Like you don't have to like press down think, for no, that that's to just happen. How she stands. I think. God damn. That might be a crouch. I think that's pretty but, comfortable. Well, no, we should try it. No, I might try it. Come to the Radish on Bobo Dragon uh, Con show and I'll try it. Pra- practical, absolutely not. We're going to get a photo of Sean doing the Jacko pose at yeah. some point. It's great for fighting, apparently. Um, well, okay. it's one of those things that it, it looks sexist because you're like, this is a girl with her butt in the air. What, what is this? And then you look at the guys and you're like, oh, no, everyone gets this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leo Whitefang was run by someone who was so horny they should be in a cage. <laughs> uh, he is a, a lion person with a giant like goatee and he has a he has a. Belt, I think it's just alpha on it. Like it's it's the most ridiculous over the top, and all the characters are excellently designed. There's a guy named Johnny who is an American gambler with a katana, and he wears a big wide brimmed hat, and he can flick coins at you. Like it's every, it's great. Like meow characters, characters welcome meow. Yes, <laughs> meow is in this game. <laughs> the one uh, person I want to know more about is the 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 girl with the whale that hits people with uh, semen. Free Willy. She's been around since the first game. That's May. She is one of the jellyfish pirates, which Johnny is the captain of. Oh, uh, it's all okay. connected. Yes, he, she is like the first mate of the, uh, I guess the the jellyfish pirates. And yes, one of her finishes is she does summon a whale, <laughs> or she can throw a dolphin at you. Yeah, she free, frees Willy on your ass. <laughs> There's no, I know Street Fighters, Mortal Kombat's gory, but it is a little bit realistic. Like there's there's gore, but it's also like, I don't know, it's guys punching weapons yeah uh, street fighter gets spines. a little more a little more uh, spines a little more uh fantastical with like dalsim guilty gear makes no attempt at that there's a monster made of hair there's <laughs> um, cousin it is a playable character in this basically milia rage is cousin it <laughs> she uh she traded her hair for very very gift of the magi for a monster <laughs> that lives in her hair and she can use it as a weapon is it a um, watch chain monster uh <laughs> It's combs. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they go on sale on. Like, I think they're all on Steam, um, and they all have pretty good. Uh, I think uh, stories and and, and uh, what's the second one's actually a warriors type game. It's not a fighting game. That was yeah. kind of a misstep. But you can also play that. It's about Kai's son uh, Sin, who is a, a three year old fully grown man who waves a flag. Fuck um, baby. 
It's Boss Baby. <laughs> it's Guilty Gear 2, Family Business. Um, yeah. Uh, if you ever want to get into Guilty Gear, uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the new one's very accessible. Um, watch those Wooly Versus videos. I think they're called Heaven or Hell, A History of Guilty Gear. Um, and yeah, you can just go on, go on Twitter, hashtag Guilty Gear, and you will find more fan art than you can shake a stick at. Here we are. Uh, a year and a half almost, or uh, yeah, a year and a half later since it's kind of been in beta, and there's still daily fan art on my uh, on my on my feed, which you know you love to see. Uh, there's got Biken, who's one of my favorite characters, uh, and also whoever designed her, take a walk, <laughs> take a cold shower. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's my show and tell this week. Uh, I encourage everyone to get into it. It's a it's a lot of fun, and the end. Is how I'm going to end it. <laughs> okay. I'll take your questions at this time. I mean, it's a fun fighting game, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it is a fighting game. <laughs> it's it it truly. Here's how good it is: is that the fighting game is the least fun part of it. <laughs> it's, the soundtrack I have put more hours into than the game. Uh, this, and the game was very good. I I guess it's because I just watched a, a Drag Race recap video before recording or something, but this sounds like the closest fighting game to drag. Like it's just I can see full that. of like bombastic characters, and it's it's got a history, and it has its own like memes and jokes and references. RuPaul's involved. RuPaul's involved, There's and <laughs> the the. The meat and like the battle part of the show or the 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 thing is just like barely part of it, and it's what it, it it's not what you focus on when you think about that. Okay, I think I think I think it's there's there's, there's truth to that because it is it is very character based. I mean, you can you can absolutely just play and be good at the game, and it's extremely horny. <laughs> it is. Every character has a hundred abs. <laughs> <laughs> That's drag, baby. <laughs> there's a school of thought of like maybe we should make this realistic and Guilty Gear goes no he should have a gun that shoots fire and he should be part dragon <laughs> rules um yeah that's, cool. that's the show and tell this week I learned a lot I'm, I'm, that's, and that's what we're here for that's where we want we want people to listen to our show and be like man I'm a better person now that I know about honking off bozo <laughs> <laughs> It's not exactly stuff you should know. It's stuff you like. Life's a little better that you know it. It's stuff. My goal, is, <laughs> my goal is to give you approximate knowledge of everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got enough episodes left. We can keep going. You don't. You're not going to be a Guilty Gear pro after this, but you're going to be able to order food in restaurants. You're not going to be fluent. <laughs> you can hold your own at a party. You can you talk about the Crusades and and one of the main characters' his name is I think his name is Cliff Gunderson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Cliff Anderson, sorry, Gunderson, I believe, is the uh, one of the last names in Fargo. Yep. Um, uh, round table discussion. Mm. Let's bring this little, little goodie bag, square corner, six of one, half dozen of another. He said it. Um, <laughs> I said it. I owe Sean royalties now. <laughs> uh, and speaking of owing royalties, no, no, we'll, we'll get that later. Uh, <laughs> um, I have a lot of weird memories as a kid because we we grew up sans internet. There was no going online and seeing, you know, here's what's coming out this week. You know, there's no Reddit discussions on things we saw. So I feel like a lot of things I saw, I just saw like on an afternoon on Cartoon Network. <laughs> and then just, I don't think anyone else ever saw them because there was no place to discuss it. And then this kind of goes back to, I was thinking about this after the lost media thing last week. What's something from your childhood that you saw on television or out in the wild on the internet? or listen to partook in any sort of thing that doesn't feel real. <laughs> it's like, did I dream this or did this happen? I'm glad you, I will. When you originally said this, you said like TV show or movie. And I was like, I don't, I can't think of anything like that, but I can think of one experience that I have thought about and brought up at least half a dozen times in the past three years uh, of something that I can remember somewhat distinctly, but it feels like I'm remembering a dream from my childhood. And I, have checked twice to ensure it was not a dream. Um, But when I was about six or seven years old, I went to go see Goosebumps live on stage at the Fox Theater in downtown Atlanta. Jesus. I got the shit scared out of me. Uh, (laughs) 
it is it's basically i i'm looking up pages now and trying to get a, a sense of the story but y'all should know about me um Two things really scared me as a child before, you know, I left elementary school, and one of them was Slappy the Doll from uh, Goosebumps. I still hate dolls and ventriloquist dummies to this day. Um, Slappy started it all. And luckily for me, at six years old, uh, Slappy was the MC of this show. And <laughs> he, from what I remember, it was just a story about a girl named Jessie who dressed like a tomboy in like a gray hoodie See, so here's the thing. I'm going to start describing it, and it's going to sound like I'm describing a dream. Uh, but Jesse wore, like, a gray hoodie and jeans. You know, it's the mid-90s. That's what kids wear. And I remember going to the show in the exact same outfit. And <laughs> that was you. <laughs> uh, She's just like me. Like, a very similar, like, gray gap, like, hoodie. It would have been very in style now. Um, but I remember... Like the show happening, there Jesse and her friends being tormented by Slappy and this large lizard or snake. If you look up Goosebumps screams in the night live on stage, you will see. Yeah, you'll see the snake. Um, I had to look this up maybe within the past year because I was like, I think I dreamed this, and I looked it up. And I was like, No, this is real. This <laughs> is the thing I went to because I loved Goosebumps as a kid, um, and. Uh, Basically, not. yeah, no, I thought I loved it, but it, put your money where your mouth is, kid. It, it sure scared the shit out of me. Uh, but basically, it entered like the show happens. I remember that, and like Jesse gets scared, and like something big happens, and then it's intermission. And from what I remember, they Slappy or someone was just like, We're going to bring up an audience member for audience participation, you're going to take Jesse's place. And me being six years old and rational. Uh, seeing that I was dressed exactly like the main character, I was like, "I'm, they're going to get me. They're going to send die. me up on stage. I'm going to get eaten by the snake or Slappy's going to take me. And we had to leave. I was with my friend at the time and like her dad and brother. At the time. <laughs> not not uh, after this. Uh, and we, no, she was also scared. Um, and we had to leave during intermission. I do not remember the last half of the show. <laughs> but I just remember, it's where we had our prom. <laughs> Their senior prom is where I remember like freaking out as a just child about Goosebumps Live. And I just, I had. And you freaked out as a senior in high school about Goosebumps Exactly. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> just had a. But I have, you know, gone back to this memory several times, especially around Halloween, and just like, did this happen? Is this a real memory that I had? Or is this just a dream I remember? Because I remember some really weird dreams. The most distinct dream, I, I'm not going to go off too far. But <laughs> I still remember the dream I had the night I saw Go uh, Space Jam for the first time. Terrifying. Uh, <laughs> the Monstars dunked all over you. <laughs> but uh, I just I couldn't remember if this was a, a real dream or anything. But I, I'm, I, I've done my research. I see it was a real play that they had kids go to. Um, I'm sure it was a lot of fun, but God, my, you know, first or second experience in the theater, <laughs> not a great time. Would love to see it I, again. I, I'm looking this up and I, I can confirm it's real, but I'm also looking at goosebumps alive, which is apparently in 2016, like a horror maze or sorry, it's a stage version and it looks absolutely mortifying. Like if you <laughs> took a child here. That would be it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was. This was I, 1998. I this is the scariest was, thing I've ever seen. I was six years old. I don't think I was even old enough to like. I remember being like turning seven and finally being like, "Yes, I can watch Goosebumps on TV" because it was TVY seven, and I remember like mm. feeling like such a sense of pride of being able to do that. That's kind of sad. Where was the, this? This is an immersive theater experience. This is this is just me saying Disney Plus announcing they're bringing back Goosebumps. I'm I'm gonna watch. I'm not expecting uh, a, a crazy amount in terms of quality, but uh, I'll always have Goosebumps, man. Ask me how many Goosebumps books I've read. I will show you the number zero. Um, wow, <laughs> wait, you went to the show? I, what are you a fan of? I, the TV show. It was on Fox oh, Kids okay. every Saturday morning. I thought it was the coolest. I thought it was so much fun. I like to be spooked. And then they had the episode with Slappy, and I said, "This is a demon incarnate, and I'm going to have. I'm going to die." Tyler, what about you? Um, y'all ever see the movie Bartok the Magnificent? Is no. that the sequel to Anastasia? It's not the sequel. It's a spinoff movie. So. Oh, the bat? I got most of yeah, it right. It's, it's, yeah, so Bartok was Rasputin's like freaky ass little chupacabra, um, voiced by Hank Azaria. And 
<laughs> tracks. And they decided to give this fucking freak a whole ass movie. And my parents got me it on VHS. And um, it's directed by Don Booth. And I'm only bringing this up because I feel like Don Booth directed a lot of movies uh, that uh, are from our childhood Booth. that we probably <laughs> forgot. Um, no, let him keep going. He based <laughs> American Tale, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Land Before Time. Didn't he also do Anastasia? He did do Anastasia. He did do Anastasia as well. Titan AE. Titan AE, yeah. Titan AE um, fucking whipped, man. I, I hope Titan AE gets a good, like a well-deserved resurgence. Yes. Uh, but this movie is about uh, that freaky-looking bat, as well as his friend, which was a talking bear with a curly mustache, voiced by none other than KD. Kevin DeVoe. I'm sorry, KG. KG. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. Oh. Kevin Durant, please. Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, so this this whole movie was about this bat and this bear that went to go rescue a czar's son from the Baba Yaga. And the Baba Yaga sends him on a whole bunch of fetch quests. And it was the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> with a really catchy song, Bartok the Magnificent. You guys shouldn't watch this. Um, oh, no, we're, we're, we're putting it on the Discord. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't stream any of the Anastasia movies anywhere, can you? Is that on Disney Plus? Maybe. It might be. That's a good. Yeah, what's, I don't know. What studio was that? That's Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, it's brave of you to bring a Russian property on this week's episode. <laughs> no, whoops. <laughs> this was before the revolution. So, honestly, I feel like. Well, no, again, bad timing. But I feel like we're due for like a good Rasputin biopic. <laughs> we got the Kingsman. Eh. No, I don't want. I I want like a. I don't you want know, nuance in my Rasputin biopic though. <laughs> I just want like a ten part like series of instead of like Ben Franklin or whatever the fuck. I just want Rasputin because that man was a. I might pick up a book about him. He was it fucked. That was he was crazy. That was like a cursed him and like Harry Houdini had like a weird fucking life, man. I feel like we should be like How about a joint biopic. Yeah, <laughs> it, it should be it should be uh, international heroes. It's Rasputin, Harry Houdini, and Evil Knievel, just three real wild <laughs> men uh, who we don't talk about enough, and I feel like kids are gonna forget about. See, Sean, that's what we're different because you're like, I want this person to have a ten part miniseries about them, and I'm like, I want them all to go on a road trip. <laughs> I want them all to get on the Muppets bus and <laughs> go from L.A. to New York, and jump Snickerford <laughs> Canyon. Um, Thanks for I, bringing Borat, Tyler. Yes. <laughs> I, there's a couple weird ones. Um, Cartoon Network used to run pilots of cartoons. I remember um, this. It was weird because as a kid, um, you, you obviously had a lot of dreams. You really couldn't keep track of you know, where you saw cartoons and stuff. And so you'd watch a cartoon when you were four. And then when you were eight, you would see that show be like, new on Disney Channel. This and you'd be like, wait a minute. I saw that four years ago, I think. Or did, <laughs> yeah. Did, did I make this? Like Jimmy Neutron came out like 10 years before the movie. <laughs> really? And I remember th- there was a Jimmy Neutron short that I guess they made when they were developing the movie. And then like three years later, the movie came out and I was remember being like, this isn't new. Like this is, <laughs> this is a character that we we all know and love because it ran in commercial breaks. It did with um, after time. I remember voting yeah, I get, for kids next door. Like they did like, I do too. Network did like a pilot series and they were like, here are different shows. We liked it. We might make into a show. What do you like the best? And I remember kids next door was like the best one. And I called and voted on it. Hell yeah. I, so it, it was I, because I, I, of you that show ended up becoming what it was. I'm glad. It's really thanks, thanks, Sean. Really funny you say that because I was going to say the a Kitty Bobo show was a, a a pilot that I saw as a kid, and it got second place to Kids Next Door that season. Mm. Was it? It was. It was animated like without outlines. It was like anthropomorphic animals that were like it was kind of like uh, like a teen drama, and I believe the pilot has him buying a cell phone. Yeah, and. Yeah, it ran on Cartoon Network, but I remember watching it and being like, when's the next episode? And like not knowing what a pilot was. <laughs> but that, uh, a show that a show that was a full show that didn't get, I, I've never seen anyone else talk about this, is Mike, Lou, and Og. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know who decides what Cartoon Network should. Island. Thank you. Thank you How for validating that, this. Yeah, that came from Tyler, holy way shit. back in the recesses of my fucking skull. Just unlocked your amygdala right there <laughs> <laughs> with Mike, Lou, and Og. Um, 
I don't know who decides what Cartoon Network shows get staying power. Like, why are they still making Fairly Odd Parents things, but no one can, no, <laughs> one, no one knows what Mike Lou and Og is, which was a classic as someone who likes Gilligan's Island adjacent stuff. Um, uh, there was one on one on a pilot for Disney Channel called Boys with a Z on Doran, which was oh. a. You remember that? No, I'm looking at pictures of Mike Lou and Og, and I, it looks like. I'm surprised this wasn't a Klasky Supo uh, property because it looks like Rocket Power. It does. It 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 was great. It was. Uh, I feel like it would fit in well with uh, today's uh, Cartoon Network climate of weird shows. They are dressed like Euphoria uh, characters. Boys on the Run was a a series about a boy band that was constantly being chased. It follows style by a group of women, <laughs> and they were just trying to trying to go to the next place without being harassed. And it's honestly uh, sympathetic. Uh, Did you guys ever watch uh, SWAT Cats? No. Oh wait, hold on, Tyler. Oh God, hold on. I've heard of it. Oh man, hold on. It's about two cats who (gasps) fly jets. Yeah. uh, This this is like gargoyles. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like gargoyle style. I know Street Sharks is very well known, but man, I had Street Sharks toys. I don't know if I ever watched that show. They're all. You can with all of these shows, you can trace back the show they're emulating, right? Yeah. Because like Street yeah. Sharks is obviously Ninja Turtles. It's yep. it's the same show. It's just Gargoyles and Ninja Turtles. This I feel like is what year was this? Nineteen ninety three. Ninety three. Same year I came out. <laughs> it's a Hanna Barbera. <laughs> yeah, it's same a Hanna Barbera. Bill dropped. <laughs> it was just, it was pretty gritty. Like there was some serious like dog fights. In well, the there's show. a scene where they get called on a streamer. And they, they kick ah. his door down while he's on stream. It's really, <laughs> really serious. Jeez. Uh, y'all remember Whatever Happened to Robot Jones? That was yeah. one of the ones I was going to... Did you watch it pre or post voice change? God, I don't remember that much, Will. What voice <laughs> change? They used Microsoft Sam as the voice of Robot Jones. Oh. And I watched that one at like 6 in the morning before first grade, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> And I think I, a lot of kids had that reaction because in the later episodes, they changed it to him having a kid's voice. Oh, man. What else? Which was much less grating on the ears than to hear, you know, yeah. what ever happened to robots to bones. And, and, and <laughs> this fi- I'm glad this show gave way to Tyler's uh, sexual awakening. Uh, my life as a teenage robot. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tyler went from disgusted <laughs> to reserved. <laughs> He got me. <laughs> got me there. What can I say? Like, what a fun um, art style. We'll never watch again. <laughs> this is King Gizmo. We should. We got to get a. Is that Tantayumi? Yeah, uh, literally. We got to get a, a a list in the Discord going. Just like drop your drop your childhood forgotten cartoons. Also, I watched HR Puffin stuff, the movie, as a very small child, and that is absolute nightmare fuel. That is. <laughs> Also, looking it up, uh, the movie was not called H.R. Puffin Stuff, the movie. It was just called Puffin Stuff. They went with the 2021 approach of just calling it the the Light simplified year. version. Lightyear. Um, made by Sid and Marty Croft, who worked with Six Flags to make the Monster Mansion. Um, my name is Daniel H- Puffin Stuff. This is my son and partner, H.R. Puffin Stuff. <laughs> I'm a horror man. <laughs> he was the mayor of a, of a terrifying puppet town, which Will did not like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys fucking watch Reboot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, Reboot. Ca- Canadian anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reboot, but Ugly Martians. Feel like that's kind of same same kind of caliber there. Re- Reboot and the Johnny Quest with Quest World. The New Adventures of Johnny Quest. Uh, I was... Around the same block. New Adventures of Johnny Quest fucking whipped. If I met the creator or someone involved with but ugly martians i would trip them and watch them fall down and feel glee (laughs) (laughs) i hate that show and all mentions of it so much it is exactly what it is discord (laughs) header i hate it so much they knew exactly what they were doing and i was like oh man I feel like this is the same genre of show as like Cat Scratch of just like uh, here's Cat here's Squat. three Cat Scratch <laughs> Cat Squat <laughs> Meow that's right <laughs> Cat Scratch I'll stand behind that theme gets stuck in my head to this day it you, does you but cast Wayne like Knight three unpleasant show. characters yeah. <laughs> 
But ugly Martians are just so bad to look at. They're awful. <laughs> this is just That's reminding the point. me. <laughs> this is just reminding me that uh, Disney Plus, you gotta hop on it. I need fucking Weekenders, uh, Fillmore. If anyone rem- Lord remembers, Lord in Space, Lord in Space, like the Teen Disney stuff was just excellent content for, as far as I can remember from the fifth grade. But I would immediately watch every episode of Fillmore. That was a, a great show. <laughs> yeah, of like middle cool. school crime drama, like perfectly tone. Tone perfect crime drama, love that shit. I feel like there was a, there was a pipeline of of recess to weekenders. Yeah, of like I'm I'm done with elementary school nonsense. Now it's time for you know the show about pizza places and roller skates. <laughs> show about pizza places, <laughs> hanging out with your Adult friends at the mall, problems. having a crush on a girl. Oh man, Craig of the Creek. I is feel the only like show like that right now. High, but high Martians, but I'm not. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're, I feel like we're not gonna get weekenders. We're not gonna get recess or anything like that. Pepper Ann. We're, we're Pepper gonna get Anthony's the shows. We're gonna get is the, yeah. The, is it? Yeah. Wow. We're gonna get the shows that were tied like closely to movies. Like we're gonna get the Tarzan animated series and like Buzz Lightyear Star Command animated. Series. I would watch hey, Buzz Lightyear hey, Star I would love Command. Buzz Lightyear Star Command. That was it's a still so solid good. show. It ain't Lloyd this, in Space. It's not Lloyd in Space. Isn't that what? Does Buzz Lightyear or Star Command have like Dana Gould? Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking like it has like a it has like a weirdly famous cast. <laughs> it has like a weirdly famous cast. No, Dana Gould is Gex. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. it has it has a uh, uh, Neil Flynn from uh, from Scrubs and Larry Miller as XR. I think oh. XR was someone famous. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh boy trying to think of any other like okay boost here's uh, we're getting a little bit off track here but i just do want to regale you with this booster sinclair munchapper is a huge dinosaur like former janitor from the agricultural planet of joad parentheses a play on the name of the Joad family from john steinbeck's the grapes of wrath wow <laughs> a main character in Buzz Lightyear of Star Command is a John Steinbeck reference. <laughs> You're a writer in the 90s. You could really get away with anything. Real Dana Gould type. You, there, were, there was no stopping you back in the 90s, man. Yeah. I, oh, man. Legend of Tarzan is the next related thing to this. Next one, another lost... We need, we need to make a list of all of these lost cartoons. Dave the Barbarian. Fuck uh, Dave. Uh, I hated that show. What? What? Stupid. what? <laughs> Dave the Barbarian was so good. Dave uh-uh. the Barbarian defined my fifth grade year. <laughs> I have a vivid memory of showing up to the trailer in fifth grade and Tyler saying, did you watch Dave the Barbarian? Because <laughs> we were in the same class. <laughs> that is not a joke. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I, I don't remember that. That's in our layered shirts. <laughs> Pinnacle of comedy. Bring layered uh, shirts thinking back. Quickly, thinking quickly, puka shell necklaces. Uh, thinking quickly, Dave constructs a homemade megaphone using only some string, a squirrel, and a megaphone as an all-time joke. That's right. Sean, you need to watch a, an episode of Dave the Barbarian. It is incredible. I'm sure <laughs> he constructs an old-fashioned megaphone using... <laughs> A squirrel, a string, and a megaphone. And the picture's just him holding a megaphone with a squirrel tied to it. Okay, that's funny. I'm sure I'd appreciate it now, but for some reason back then, I just cannot get behind, like, similar to Mike Lou and Og. Like, if, I don't know. Your com- your sense of comedy was more sophisticated. Exactly. You're watching SNL. What else? I, I what was. Else this, what else did this guy make? Chalk um, Zone, probably. The Day the Barbarian guy created... Um, he created Earthworm Jim. <laughs> oh, uh oh. I I don't know what's going on with that. No, sorry, no. He didn't. He didn't create the game. He created the TV show. Okay, okay, okay. So he is not the not the not, not the controversial guy. Uh, he also created the Weekenders. Holy oh, shit! There you go. go. Well, now Sean likes it. <laughs> Since they liked it, just saying, you know. Um, I think HBO Max should like really dig through the Turner archives and like load up a bunch of like classic Cartoon Network shows. Like obviously Adventure Time is, you know, golden masterpiece and Craig of the Creek is moving up there, but like there is some really good stuff back then that, you know, folks would like to watch again, I'm sure. I remember I yeah. This is a different topic, but I remember trying to like find the hosts, like people who hosted uh Cartoon Cartoon Fridays. 
the internet at that time completely void of that information. I tried. Why were you trying to find them? <laughs> just seeing what they're up to. It's like Pick I have Boy. questions. It's like it's like Pick Boy, oh, yeah. Brent Jason Candace from uh, uh, You Pick Live. I was like, what are they up to? What's Dave from Slime Time Live up to? Uh, I was gonna say I always thought that Dave and Pick Boy were the same person. Mm. It was like because that would have been a fun g- gimmick if they were never on screen at the same time. But they were shot in completely different Nick- places. People at Nickelodeon the- didn't have my my foresight. Yeah. Wonder what the te- the tentacle monster from Maguzi's up to now. <laughs> Mostly adult films. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But like, um, like, like that was a my friend in the sixth grade was on Cartoon Fridays, Cartoon Cartoon Fridays, and uh, damn, because they shot it. I mean, he's gone too. Yeah. What happened? What happened to everyone involved? Exactly. What are they up the, to? The lineup of Cartoon Cartoon Fridays. Are you ready for this wall-to-wall banger list? Yeah, please. So, 7 o'clock, Kids Next Door. 7.30, yeah. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yeah. 8 o'clock, Time Squad. 8.30, Grim and, Grim and Evil. Ooh. 9 o'clock, Courage. 9.30, Robot Jones. 10 o'clock, Kids Next Door. Uh, double time slot. Uh, 10.30, Powerpuff Girls. 10 o'clock, uh, Dexter's Lab. 11.30, Samurai Jack. Midnight, Cartoon Cartoon Show. 12.30, Johnny Bravo. Amazing. What was that third show? Time Squad? What was Time Squad? Oh, I love Time Squad. Hold on, Time Squad was a kid, a robot, and like a like a Buck Rogers type. Buck Rogers is that the, the, the kind of futuristic? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It yeah, Time Squad they, was great. They, they, they go to like a, they bring back like Sigmund Freud or something like that and help him. Mm-hmm. This looks like uh, uh, it was done by the same uh, team who uh, created Tyler's Sexual Awakening. My life as a <laughs> se- uh, teenage robot. That's not the full title. <laughs> Tell me what you're saying about Dave. <laughs> well, um, I was about to defend myself for Teenage Robot again, but I, I don't think I need to. Yeah. Uh, I think lis- listeners understand. If you've seen the show, you know. I'm not um, judging Tyler. I'm just stating facts. D- Dave the Barbarian was formative in my childhood, but I will say the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy actually had an impact on my humor today. Yeah. Like, I loved that show so much. It was one of the first shows I was like, I got to catch new episodes of this. Yeah. Like, whenever there's a marathon on, I was I was watching. I was a big fan of Nurgle on Billy and Mandy. He mm-hmm. was the, the slime kind of guy who had like tentacles. I yeah. don't know why. I just thought his design was really cool. Just like a guy in a little suit, but he's got like super. I, I liked him a lot. He was my favorite. Mm. I could care oh, less for Grim. Megas XLR. Another good one. Oh, Another my Canadian anime. God, what a great fucking show. That feels. It's American. Never mind. That was a, that was a. It was a good one. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, we're, we're, we're out of time here. Yeah. So, uh, if there's one we missed, we'll, we'll probably end up coming back to this someday. We, we eventually it always comes back to <laughs> nostalgia. Um, yeah. It feels good. Um. Uh, if you have one that we missed or we didn't talk about or you think you dreamed, uh, let us know either on Twitter or at our Discord. Uh, AndySource.com slash Discord. You can join. Hey, that's my job. If you bring I'm up doing ben- it early, you could do it again. Okay. If you bring up what? If you bring up Ben 10 as a reply, I'm going to kick your ass out of the Discord. I love Ooh, Ben 10. Ben everyone, 10 remember, everyone remembers Ben 10. Don't say that. Yeah. Uh, it's not forgotten. Does anyone else remember the Dark Knight? <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's it for us. I'm Will. Uh, you don't also hear my voice for three more weeks. Just me doing fun quips. You know, I'm not... We're, we're trying, maybe trying something. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, depending on how the meeting after the show goes. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Will from Online uh, on Twitter and no, no, nowhere else. Just go outside, touch grass. <laughs> uh, I have been Sean. You can find me on Twitter at that Sean Barry, Sean M. Barry, everywhere else. Um, listen to uh, some new music this week. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. <laughs> Read a book. This is a plug for music. Y'all listen to music? New Spoon album. The, Pretty the, good. The concept of music. Go listen to some music. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Um, Get some help. <laughs> Stop it. Listen to music. Uh, my, my name is Tyler. You can follow me on Twitter at Tyler from Radish. You can follow the podcast online at Radish Pod. Uh, join our Discord, indiesource.com slash Discord. Um, for Tyler's Tournament of Champions. We're getting some serious uh, traction on last week's fight, Ben Grimm versus Alita Battle Angel. Uh, ben Grimm is just ahead at 52%. Ooh, that's um, As of right now. So, yeah, it's My close. life as a teenage battle angel. Here's the thing. I wish, 
folks, if you're listening to the episode, we put out the full reasons why you should be going for one over the other. Everyone voting yeah. for the opponent is just showing their ass. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> so this week we got a pretty interesting matchup. On one end, we have Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay. On the other in, hand... In which movie? Uh, Let's go at whatever... What movie is he at his most powerful? One. One? Okay, so one. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow from... EOTC um, lore f- expert. From, from Curse of the Black Pearl. He becomes a caricature after one. He That's becomes, true. He's, he's so cool in one. Yeah, with the ship sinking. At, okay. Yeah, he's um, so cool. So we get Captain Jack Sparrow on one yeah, hand. On the other end, we have Scyther. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go Scyther. It's, it's gotta... He was one of my favorite Pokemon growing up. <laughs> Scyther. <laughs> but, you, but you gotta give a reason why. How, why does have... Scyther have... Because he's Scyther. His name is a knife. <laughs> he has, Jack Sparrow has the like name of a sharp bird. Leaves for hands. Yeah. Jack Sparrow's got a sword and a gun. But it doesn't Jack matter. Sparrow's more like a Jackie Chan type in that he fights while he's like running away and like holding a broom. He's like a drunken right. master. <laughs> yeah, Scyther knows like, you know, quick attack. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know, Pokemon, I don't think it's ever been proven otherwise, impervious to guns. <laughs> anyone shot a Pokemon in a game? No, because Once. they know. <laughs> you shot Ho in the, <laughs> the end of gold and silver. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the Ultra Ball is. It's a bullet. <laughs> you get one per game. Walk into a town. Oh my god, that guy shot Togepi. The <laughs> <laughs> end of Pokemon 2000 is just all of the scientists running scared, shooting Mewtwo as fast as they can <laughs> just loading Mewtwo with bullets but they can't it doesn't do anything got Chansey sucking the bullets out <laughs> making them into eggs Chansey we've got a gunshot wound <laughs> there's joy <laughs> officer Jenny fired her weapon <laughs> It's Scyther, without Down a doubt. Poros. <laughs> Put one right between his eyes. <laughs> With a name like Scyther, you know he's straight edge, and we know Jack Sparrow is the very opposite, so it's Scyther. Yeah. yeah. I would trust Scyther to hit my kid to school. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for dropping me off, Scyther. Scyther. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like in my robe, like making coffee, and I'm like, all right, have a good day at school. Thanks for doing this, Scyther. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you coming through. I'm busy this morning. <laughs> Family friend, Scyther. Who are you coming to pick up, Scyther? <laughs> Scyther was my best man. So Scyther and I fought in Nam. <laughs> Just go that far back. <laughs> Fortunate sons playing. And just guys in a trench. It just pans over. And just Scyther is like a little helmet on. <laughs> Scyther, I just wanted to call. I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm just feeling the urge to drink again. I just need some help. <laughs> Scyther. <laughs> yeah, I know they were in the trees. <laughs> I have the same dream. Scyther was there when Saigon fell. Stop the horrors this Pokemon helicopter. <laughs> All right. Are we good on Scyther? Do we got any more? I'm I'm doing next week. Next week we're just continuing this conversation. Deal. Just the way Scyther right. was heroic in the latter half of the 20th century. Who <laughs> <laughs> was the president at the time? Lyndon B. Johnson put a purple heart on Scyther. Scyther, one of our finest first responders. <laughs> Picturing Scyther volunteering in a soup kitchen. <laughs> There's Chopping a- up little carrots. <laughs> Scyther. There's a 
town in like northern Alaska that has a bronze statue of Scyther because he brought medicine to <laughs> save children. <laughs> he, he was one of the Iditarod uh, <laughs> riders that brought the medicine to town. We get a Sully style biopic called Scyther. <laughs> Scyther landed the plane in the Hudson. <laughs> he hit all those pidgeys. All right, we gotta be done. We gotta be done. <laughs> Bye. God damn it. But yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today.